From architecture to painting and sculpture, literature to live music and theater, Radio 111 presents Bonnie G and Brian Mendoza with The Desert Scene, your connection to culture and entertainment in the desert cities. Here's Bonnie and Brian. And welcome to The Desert Scene. I'm here with my producer and um partner in crime, uh, Brian Mendoza, who keeps things running here. We're really excited to welcome uh, back to our show. He's been here. We've talked to him many times. Uh, the fabulous Robbie Wayne, who's the artistic dire- director at Desert Rose Playhouse. And they have a really fun uh, sort of double feature show coming up next uh, on June June 1st. Hey, Robbie, how are you? Hey, Robbie, are you there? I am. Oh, there you go. Okay. So, uh, so tell us about this. Uh, this is really interesting. So we've got kind of a, a double feature thing going on. So tell us about it. Yeah, so uh, what happened was we had uh, we had uh, scheduled two different shows of uh, a Mae West plays, and one was a sex that back in 1927, she wrote a bunch of plays under the pen name of Jane Mast. And so one of them was called Sex, and it, it ran on Broadway for a while, but because it promoted uh, prostitution in the eyes of the law there, they ended up putting her in jail for it. So we had that one set up, and then we had the drag, which it was banned because it had homosexual content. So all of her stuff was very controversial. Mm-hmm. But in any case, we had them both scheduled to run, and uh, we ended up having one of our leads come down with COVID the week prior to opening. Ugh. So we had to postpone, and we're like, well, what are we going to do? Because our schedule was already so full. So we decided since the plays were short enough that we would do a double feature. So we're starting off with one. It runs for about an hour, and then we have an intermission, and then we do the next one. Okay. Sounds good. Now, this is – yeah, Mae West was uh, quite a character. Do you know how long she stayed in jail for that uh, that offense? Ten days. Yep. Ten. She had to go for ten days. She showed up in a white limousine in a white uh, long negligee outfit in a, in a white uh, – her coat and um, she said okay boys i'm here i and love so she it walked into the gym <laughs> that's fabulous yeah so um yeah, so is. now did you are you directing both of these i am yes i am and we've got a lot of different elements that we've placed into this show it's probably one of the most ambitious projects that we've ever done at the desert rose and what 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 makes it so well, there's a lot of surprises that I don't want to, to spoil for people, okay. but let's right. just say that um, just the stylization of the shows themselves and a lot of the things that we have come up with in terms of uh, on stage, uh, what you're going to see on stage is a lot of things that you may not be able to, to see because it, it's, they're, they're very difficult to stage. So um, mm. there's elements in the show. I do not want to give it away, but all okay. I know... I want, I want to say that it's something that you definitely won't see everything or anything like this, you know, on, on a regular basis, especially in community theater. Okay. Now, uh, uh, these days, so this was, the original sex was that, what year was that that, 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 went, on, that went on stage? 1920-something? Um, it, it was, it was in, in the late 20s, early 30s. It okay. was written in 1927. Okay, so by today's standards, by today's standards, mm-hmm. is it still risque at all, would you say? Actually, it's it's just exactly what you would someone would have would have written it yesterday. Really, all of the themes, all of the subject matter, her points of view, the struggles of the uh, the prostitutes, and the struggles of the because she she humanizes these people mm-hmm. and she shows the the other side of life for a lot of people and and so uh, it, it, it's. It's as if it was written yesterday. All wow. of the subject matter is very relevant, which in a way is, is fascinating, but in, a, in another way, it's it, it almost it, it's, it's frustrating yes. in, in a way because it is 
still the same things going on 100 years later. Right. And how, how big a cast do you have for these two shows? Oh, man, it's a huge cast. Yeah. Uh, May may like to give everybody a little bit of stage time, so mm-hmm. we, <laughs> we we had to uh, we we have uh, fourteen on our on our cast. Okay, and uh, then there's a few extras. We even had to bring a few people in from uh, the the crew for certain scenes to be mm-hmm. able to pull it off. Mm-hmm. So at any given time. Uh, you know, you could you could see fourteen to sixteen people on stage at once. Now, are, does she did she appear in both of these originally? She uh, did not appear mm-hmm. in uh, in uh, the drag. Okay, uh, but she wrote a part for herself because the drag got banned, so mm-hmm. she didn't get to appear in that. Okay, but in uh, Sex, she wrote the lead role for herself. And and of course it's it's really cute because in in the play she's the most beautiful woman in the world. Of course, and all the men want her, and Mae West played that role. Mm-hmm. So she plays the lead role in Sex, but she, it's Mae West playing a character. So mm-hmm. what we tried to do was give give this character a bit of a Mae West essence. Yes, but she's not like a caricature of Mae West because she is playing a different character. Okay, gotcha. Now are these are these two plays as are these two something that you've kind of had on the back burner that you've wanted to do for a while well to be honest with you uh, ever since covid the the licensing for plays mm. has been uh very very expensive yeah and uh the the licensing companies are are just overwhelmed with requests now that people are coming back in and everybody hits them all at once so the royalty fees are very very high mm. and so when we were coming out of covid we were looking for some things that may not cost as much just to even produce mm-hmm. or to get the rights to do so i was looking around and I had seen and known about these plays for a very long time, and I thought, well, I just wonder. And it's funny because I looked, and the the state went defunct last year, so it is now public domain. Ah. So anyone can do these plays right now, but they okay. had been held back by her estate. They mm. did not want anyone to produce these plays okay. because I guess they still just didn't want the stigma of of. of you know, thinking of how open-minded May actually was. Wow. Isn't that funny? After all this time, they, they would still worry yeah. about that. Yeah. 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 And, and just, just this past year, they became a uh, public domain. So we said, you know what, let's, let's do it. So we took both of these. She has seven, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's talk about the, the, the Playhouse in general. For anyone who has not been to the Desert Rose Playhouse, you really, really should check it out. Um, they, first of all, they do wonderful, wonderful stuff. It is the only official, sort of official LBGTQ theater in town. So, um, you know, it's some things to push the envelope a little bit. We'll just say that right up front. But uh, <laughs> re- really great stuff. And what you've done to the, the building. So tell people real quick the story of how you ended up in this building. Well, um, when COVID hit, we were in a very small black box theater in Rancho Mirage, and we had eight-foot ceilings. We didn't even have a curtain for the stage. It was just a small room. And we, um, when COVID hit, everyone had to shut down. We were one of the very first ones to shut down. And after about two, two months, we realized that this wasn't just going to be uh, you know, a quick thing, and it was going to mm-hmm. have to be something that we were going to be living with for a while. So we decided that, you know, we needed to just kind of gather all of our things and put it in storage and see how long this was going to last. And we were going to give up our, our space. So in the middle of doing that, um, Matthew and I were out doing one of our sanity drives. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we'd just go out and drive. And we mm-hmm. saw the for lease sign up in the window at the old Zelda's nightclub in downtown Palm Springs. And we mm-hmm. thought, 
wow, he had been in here before, and he's like, that would make a fantastic theater. Mm -hmm. And so we were like, but there's no way we can do it. I mean, it's ridiculous to even think that we would be able to, you know, pull this off in the middle of, uh, you know, the COVID shutdown. So we said, let's just see what happens. Mm -hmm. You know, we walked into the building, and it was like it had been closed the night before, but it had actually been closed for two, about a year and a half, two years. So we walked in, (laughs) everything was here, all the, all the, the glassware, the booze was also there. Yeah. Liquor. Yeah. The liquor was still on the wall. Oh. It, it was literally like you could just open up that night if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. So we took a video and we put it online and we told the community, we said, you know, we have no money left. The COVID yeah. has wiped us out. Yeah. And uh, if you want this to happen, if this is something you're interested in for us uh, to, to try to pull off, then we're going to need your help. Mm-hmm. And so I told everyone, you know, if, if, if it's up to you. Right. And so we put the video out there, and within five days, we had enough money to sign the lease, put down a deposit. The landlord was generous enough to give us several months free rent while we trans- transformed mm-hmm. the building. Mm-hmm. And that's what uh, Matthew and I and a couple of other people did over the, the yeah. COVID shutdown was come in here every day. We worked in shifts yeah. to where we weren't around each other, and we tore this place apart, cleaned it up, and put it back together in, in a, a theater. And it looks fab. It's just fabulous what you guys have done, and it's so great because it's a nice, large space and wonderful stage with the court. And of course, there's the bar on the side, so people can get before the show and during an admission. There's a bar right there; you can get your drinks and um, some great regular seating, and then some high tops, and then there's some lovely couches, leather couches in the back. So there's all kinds of seating options, and it's just now. While we're talking about that, uh, let's do a little pitch now. You could still use a little help, I understand, right now, as uh, as far as Kim Rowling. Yeah. Since since we came back from COVID, it's been very difficult to really get solid legs underneath us. Mm-hmm. Um, with, with all of the expenses that we gained with the new facility, uh, which is about four times more than what we were paying for everything from air conditioning yeah. to lighting mm-hmm. to staff to rent to everything. We tr- quadrupled our expenses, but because of COVID, we can only we only got to add 40 seats. Right. So the place, you know, because we can't put people too close. Right. So we, we gained 40 seats. And then uh, all of our donations and things that w- were coming in on a regular basis at the old location, they, they, they just piddled out literally to almost nothing. Yeah. And for about a year, we've gone without a real solid donation, uh, you know, base. income. Yeah. And, yeah, a base. And, and, and uh, a lot of the grants that are available, everyone's going for. for so right. it, yeah, everyone's in the same boat. So, so, yes, every day is a struggle. Every day is, you know, it's, it's from day to day right now. So we, we've been pushing lately, uh, you know, just letting everyone know that we still need a lot of help to survive until we really get our, ourselves together Rolling, yeah. and but yeah by, by by law we have to have a third of our uh any kind of, of revenue has to be a third of that has to be by donations for us to keep our 501c3 right so how can people so so how can people help challenge. right now if they wanted to help what, what should they do so many ways i mean one of course is is just a donation they're mm-hmm. all tax deductible and you can do that straight through our website other ways that people can help is we have seasoned subscriptions now where you can buy um, your 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 pass for a certain amount of, of shows, and they're at a discounted rate, and then you get to pick over the next year which shows you would like to go see. Okay. We also have a, a sustaining uh, donor where it's as little as ten dollars a month. 
to to you know for people to just give that and and that way we can have something always coming, coming in, in to have a base every mm-hmm. month you know so that helps a lot yeah uh, volunteering helps us tremendously because we don't have to pay to have people come in to to help us do little things and mm-hmm. and 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 help us run these shows and things like that so we just rely on the community for basically everything, because we've always said this is the community theater and not just a community right. theater. All right, so... It's, it's everyone's home. So Desert Rose Plus can use your help, and also check out these shows. It opens June 1st, Drag, double feature Drag and Sex, both written by Mae West. For tickets, they can go to DesertRosePlayhouse.org, or what's the phone number? Um, 760-202-3000. 202-3000. All right, Mae West. I can't wait to see these. Drag and sex, Mae West. Robbie Wayne, thank you so much, and congratulations. I know you guys have worked so hard, and you've really made this a great space and uh, put on some great stuff, so a continued success. Thank and I'm you. hoping some people uh, uh, decide today to buy a bunch of tickets and donate both. <laughs> that would be fabulous. Thank you so much, Bonnie. You're most welcome. All right, Robbie Wayne, Artistic Director, Desert Rose Playhouse. Go see Drag and Sex, Mae West, starting June 1st, and we'll see you next time on The Desert Scene.